the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sabah al-khair. I need to wake up. How about you guys? <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you very much. I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for all of us together as we continue on this journey towards the Lord, as we continue to grow together as one family. We have a, a lot of misconceptions about uh, today's gospel. Uh, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that, you know, somehow, someway, the star was like magically like leading them and like every st step that they took, the star was leading them and showing them where to go until they finally found the baby Jesus. That is not how it went. If we actually hear the gospel today, we hear that they actually see the star appear when Jesus is born. So once Jesus is born, that's when this star appears. And we actually don't know exactly if this star is something um, supernatural, if it's symbolic, or if it really actually was something that uh, was actually happening in, in, in space. Uh, studies showed that there was some sort of uh, conjunction, conjunction. There was two stars, or two planets, Jupiter and Saturn. And by them being so close to each other, created this really, really bright light right around the time of Jesus' birth. So it's possible that they saw this star. And for these men, another misconception, they were not kings. They were actually Babylonian priests. Yes, they had wealth. Yes, they had comfort and pleasure and luxury. However, they were not kings. Once they actually see this star, according to their traditions, according to their beliefs, these two particular planets, what they called stars at the time, um, they would have, in their tradition, would have symbolized that there was a king to be born. So they would have went through all of the different prophecies. And once they would have read the prophecies, they would have seen that, okay, there is a Messiah to be born, and they would have put the pieces together, and they would have realized in Judea, in Judah, a Jewish king is to be born. So that's why they travel some 900 to 1,000 miles. Wow. It's insane to think about. It's not like they had Delta Comfort. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were not flying on a plane. They were not, you know, um, in a car. It's not like they could take a, a, a limousine, you know. What were they taking? A horse, camels, animals. And they would have traveled. They would have went on this journey not knowing exactly what is going to happen to them on this journey. They don't know exactly where they're going to be staying. They don't know exactly what they're going to be eating. They don't know what kind of uh, wild animals they're going to have to fight off. They don't know anything about this trip. Why would they go? They're, they're living in luxury. They've got servants. Why would they go and do all of this? Some people would say, well, they, they were just like really interesting men and they were, they were very interested in knowing what was happening and they were, you know, they, they just wanted to have a, uh, an idea of what was going on. No, I don't think so. They could have gotten a letter that said, you know, this king is born, okay, great, cool. No. They truly wanted to find God. They really wanted to find God. And they were willing to sacrifice and stop at nothing to find him. They were willing to let go of their luxury. They were willing to let go of their comfort. 
They were willing to let go of their control, even. To give control and to give honor to somebody else other than themselves. They had honor. They had status. But do you see the humility in them? They realized that there's something more. There's something greater than me in this world. There's someone greater than me in this world. Wow, what a shock, right? I think we get shocked when we realize that we're not God. We get shocked when we realize that someone is greater than me. But they humbled themselves, and they went on this journey. Today we begin the first day of the new year, and we don't know what's to come. Uh, the devil likes to put that fear inside of our hearts and in our minds saying, man, this year you have no idea all the bad things that are going to happen. And then you start thinking and you start, uh, all these different things start going on in your head like, what's going to happen and, and how do I stop it and how do I avoid it? And we start getting nervous and we start getting anxious. Or we, we have these crazy expectations of like, Lord, this is what I want this year and you better do it. As if, you know, we give God commands. And then we either, we get discouraged either way. We have these unrealistic expectations because we're not seeking what God wants. We're only seeking what we want. Or we don't even have faith in God's goodness. And so we fall into this despair and this hopelessness. Like, you know, my life has been terrible over the past, you know, few years. And so my life is just going to continue to be terrible. So you know what? I'm just going to deal with whatever the, the, the Lord has to, has to give me because he doesn't want me to be happy anyway. So I might as well just deal with all of the, the bad things that are going to happen. And that's not faith. That's not love. That's not worship. That's being bitter. And so what God wants from us this year, I really believe, is he wants us to have the grace of perseverance. Can you say the word perseverance? Perseverance. Okay. What does the word perseverance mean? The word perseverance simply means to continue to move forward or to push forward even in the face of difficulty. To be able to move forward even in the face of difficulty and trial. Perseverance is not giving up. Perseverance is continue to go forward no matter what happens. No matter how many rocks and snakes come your way, you just keep pushing through. No matter how many times you fall flat on your face, you keep getting up and you keep going forward. You don't focus on the past. You don't focus on how you failed. You don't focus on how people have failed you. You don't get bitter about life. You continue to make God your aim and you stop at nothing to get to him. The beautiful thing about all of this, my brothers and sisters, is that God is not looking for us um, to get to a, a, a certain uh, destination. Sometimes in life, we become obsessed with wanting to get to a destination, meaning, like, I just need to get married, or I just need this to happen, or I just need that to happen, and then I can finally breathe, then I can finally be happy, then I can finally, God, I'll start worshiping you then. I promise. I'll pick up my Bible, and I'll start going to adoration, and I'll really start to pray then. Until this happens. 
I want my kids to get married. I want my kid to graduate school. I want this, I want that. And we think that life is all about the destination, the end. And God is saying, I'm right here. God is saying, I don't need you to get to any destination. You can find me now. Find me now. Continue to, con to, to push forward. I'm here. Every time you fall, I'm standing there again. Get back up and look at me. Don't look at yourself. Look at me, he's saying. When people hurt you, don't look at you. Look at me. When things get difficult, don't look at how, things those, how difficult those things are and how big they are. Tell those things how big God is. You know, they say, when there's a mountain standing before you, tell that mountain, no matter how big it is, you tell that mountain how big God is. Amen? And when we have this type of faith, we'll truly see breakthroughs. We'll really, truly find God. God is not this, like, one-time thing, like, oh, I found you, like, here's, where's Waldo? Oh, I found Waldo. <laughs> no. God is endless. He's so beautiful. You, you can't exhaust him. You have some of him, and then you want more of him. You get even more hungry for him. But then he fills you, and then you want more of him. And it just doesn't stop. This is what God wants for us. How do we do that, though? If I can give you, because I know that everybody has got some sort of New Year's resolution, okay? Like, this year, I'm going to lose that 10 pounds. <laughs> right? I actually did that this morning. I'm not going to lie. Like, God, I got to lose that five pounds. I got to lose that 10 pounds. No, no. Let's put those, those are good New Year's resolutions. I'm, I'm, I'm not against, you know, health and things like that. That's awesome. I, I, I have a particular specific challenge for all of us that I really, I really hope that you take this challenge on and you make it a New Year's resolution. The New Year's resolution that I have for us is this. It's, it's very, very simple. Open up your Bible and just read. <gasps> That's so difficult. It is. It's not easy. I, I agree with you. It's not easy. But who said that, that the journey of the Magi was easy? It wasn't. It was probably miserable at times. They didn't understand what was going on. Father, I don't understand what the Bible is saying. Honestly, there's no excuse anymore because now you have an iPhone. <laughs> and the iPhone will tell you anything that you want to know. You just put it in and you'll find the answer. But how we are to read the Bible, my brothers and sisters, is very simple. You don't need to understand the, the historical context. You don't need to understand every single thing. God is speaking to all of us through his word, through the Bible. He's speaking to us. And he's speaking directly into your daily life, whatever it is that you're going through. His word has power enough to guide you, to take you somewhere, to show you, to open up your eyes, to make you see him, no matter what it is that's happening around you. And when you are able to hear his voice and you're able to see him, even if you're in the fire, even if you're in the furnace, when you can see God and you can hear his voice, nothing else matters. The fire doesn't burn. It doesn't matter. Because you know that he's there with you. You know that he's pulling you through it. But we have to hear his voice. 
And so my brothers and sisters, pick up your Bible. There's something called Bible in a Year. Bible in a Year is Father Mike Schmitz will read to you certain sections of the Bible, and then he explains it to you. It's a total of 20 minutes. I think everybody drives for at least 20 minutes a day. Right? Everybody drives for at least 20 minutes a day. If you get the podcast and you search up Bible in a Year, you just listen. He reads it for you, and then he explains it for you. And then he applies it for you, for your daily life. But I really believe that if you just take the chance of just picking up the Bible, and you just really truly listen, like, God, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to say? He did it for me yesterday. I said, God, what do you want to tell me today? Just tell me. What do you want for my year? And I opened up the Bible, and it was exactly what I was thinking about. It was exactly what I was praying for. Actually, my friend did it for me. And then she handed me the Bible and she said, here. I said, how did you, I, did you know what I was just asking? She said, I don't know what you were asking. I'm not reading your head. But it was exactly what I needed. This, my brothers and sisters, is the star that's guiding us, that's showing us, that's taking us directly to find Jesus. So pick up your Bible. Hear his word. Let him draw you. Let him pull you to himself. Because when you have God, you need nothing. And you want nothing. You just want more of him. And you keep going after him. This is the journey of our faith. This is the journey of our lives. This is the purpose of our, of our lives. It doesn't matter what we're doing this next year. My job, my money, my cars, my looks, my this, my that. None of that matters. None of it really actually matters. The only thing that really matters is that we find God. And that should be our New Year's resolution. Somebody that we need to ask for help. Somebody that when they, when they got there, when the Magi got there, it says they found the child with who? Who'd they find the child with? Very good. With his mother. And St. Joseph. Turn to Mary. There is nobody in this world that possessed God like Mary did. Nobody. There is nobody. Does anybody know you better than your mom? No. Nobody knows you better than your mom. Even if you didn't talk to your mom for 20 years, your mom will still know you better than you know yourself. Mary knows Jesus better than we do. And so let's turn to Mary. Mary, I give you my whole year. You are going to be my mama. Mary, you are my mama. Mary, you are going to lead me to Jesus this year. Mary, give me your heart. Put your heart in my heart and let me burn and yearn for your son. Let me burn and yearn for his word. So that little by little, I can worship God. I can learn to worship and in worshiping God, I find him. And in finding him, I am satisfied. That's my prayer for all of us this year. May you have a blessed and holy new year. Amen.